Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Benwart. This is the podcast where you're going to learn how to take control of your health and wellness through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Today, we have a very special episode with Danny. Danny was able to coach at an Orange Theory, three classes, I believe, two days ago, and he's going to share uh, his experience. He's, we're going to kind of go over the differences between Orange Theory and CrossFit and the pros and cons of each and which one we think is lacking. Uh, Danny. Matt. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Always good to have you, as always. Um, why don't you just tell us a story? Well, what motivated you to give this a shot in the first place? Well, funny story. I had a day off, which is not likely, right? And inside that day off, I went and got a job at another gym, which is not usual, I feel like. <laughs> uh, no, but someone reached out to me and, you know, was like, are you interested in coaching? I had no idea what they were talking about, right? So replied to the email got on a call with them. They said, come by the gym. Let's check it out. Right. So I said, all right. Couldn't hurt. Go by, check it out and run through their everything. You know, they have an audition, you do a mic check. So I had to get on a mic and do a whole run through of everything just to kind of see what, like how I wanted to see what was going on outside of what we do. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've been, I've been coaching CrossFit with you now for over two years mm -hmm. and I've been, you know, so I've been two years away. And then before, like prior to that, I was just doing personal training out of a small studio in Orange, right? Right. So I haven't really, so it's been almost three years since I've gone to other gyms. And so then that's, you know, we're talking post-COVID. So life's a little bit different in the gym world versus pre-COVID. Right. So go and check it out just to see if there's any kind of feedback I could take away or things that I like, or if this was something that honestly could work for my training. Like, do would I want to go take this class to help me get better at my fitness, right? Interesting. So there's things like that that I go in there. Uh, when we go through it, um, and we'll go through it piece by piece, okay. like a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, just an overview, like that's kind of my mindset. Like, honestly, I feel like the Bob's Burgers, like I literally had a day off and I was like, what do I do? And I'm driving <laughs> around and someone's like, hey, you want to coach at this gym? I don't know. It's a, so, uh, you know, I go and I, I go coach and we check it out. And, you know, it, it was just one, it was like one day for me, but it was a nice, fun experience. Right. And then I came back with some feedback and, you know, for, uh, for us and the way we do things. And, and it just helps out. Right. It just gets us used to other aspects of gym life and things like that. Yeah. It's always good to know what's out there. And I'm not going to lie. I've been tempted to try that F45 down the street from us just to see what they're all about and see yeah. what I can, I mean, you can learn from everybody and you can also just see what's out there. Uh, before we kind of dig more into your experience, can you just right off the bat, since you have coached Orange Theory before, you have coached at F45, you have coached at UFC gym, you have coached at a personal training gym, so you have a ton of experience um, in all these different fitness realms. What would you say is the biggest like pro of doing Orange Theory for like a, from a client standpoint? And what is the biggest con of Orange Theory? So yeah, like the biggest thing is you're going to be moving for a 45 to 50 minute session. So it's like straight. Yeah. Okay. So you're straight moving. Like there's no break in between like necessarily like uh, when you do some of the floor work and do some of the stretches and things like that, there's your break. Right. But for, the, oh, okay. for generalization, like for a good 25 minutes, you're doing treadmill work of walking, running, sprinting, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, that's right off the get go. That was kind of like, I was like, oh, I'm not into this. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not a big runner, anyways. A, but, lot, uh, a lot of us aren't. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you're, you're moving. So, I mean, in that sense, like, you're, you're, it, it does well in terms of getting your heart rate up high. It does well of like getting your sweating going, like getting your blood flow pumping. And so that you can maintain like a good threshold when you get into your floor work. And mm. the floor work is, you know, it, it's very basic and it's not very complex in terms of what I think a lot of us would expect in, um, in workouts. Right. Right. So the challenge is that part. So that's kind of the pro, you know, the con would be again, like the floor work is very limited. So your strength training or your in the endurance block or, you know, push face or sprint face, whatever they're going to call the workout of the day. Right. It's not very, um, challenging in terms of that. So you're maybe going to do, five to seven movements of lifting. And I, and I say this like movements wise, it could, it could be like, um, TRX straps. It could be dumbbell work. Right. So, um, one of the days we did it, it had, uh, split squats, right. Mm -hmm. Dumbbell split squats. Um, it had TRX low row straps, which are similar to ring rows for us. And then it had like, um, stabilization bent over rows. So like in a plank, high, high of a, high of a plank doing a dumbbell row. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you do that like as a warm up segment, essentially. And then you go into like their like a, a more base pace or a core pace where you're doing like um, TRX straps, single leg squats. So assisted right there. Um, you're doing um, single leg RDLs, right? And there's no real weight prescribed, so it's more like a balanced drill technique style stuff. Oh, okay. So it's just very it's very basic. It's very great for beginners. I can see where you would, you would easily plateau and you would fall and you would get tired of like boredom. Right. Cause every day is similar, right? Every day you start on the treadmill, every day you're going to oh, run. About. I didn't know that, that you started on the treadmill every day, no matter yeah. what the program Well, you can is. switch it. So like you're still going to do 25 minutes of treadmill work. So you can, you can come in and do the treadmill first, do the floor work second, or Got it. if the class is really big, like, you know, a couple of the classes are, you know, 40 plus people, so what they do is I have you start on like a rower and then they have a treadmill and then you row, same thing, get your warm up set going, Interesting. do your floor work, do your row, 25 minutes of that. You know, the row is not very taxing or challenging enough for it to matter. It's just enough to get you moving, get your heart rate up just a little bit, but then you do 25 minutes of treadmill. Got so it. So it's like, so you will hit that 25 minutes regardless, regardless yeah. of what, of, yeah. of what day you come or I was or really hoping to miss it. Um, <laughs> the one day I worked out and I did the floor work first and I was like, Oh my God, we're still doing 25 minutes. Of oh, work. so you tried to avoid it and didn't <laughs> yeah. work out so well. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But okay. like it goes back and forth. So right away, entry level fitness, really good for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Downsides is like some serious downsides is you don't warm up. Like you're not going to do any kind of, um, stationary or ballistic stretching at all to warm oh, up. Oh, there's no warm up. No, you just hop on the you, treadmill. You just start you, going. Yeah. You literally have like three minutes to walk. On oh, the I treadmill. didn't even know that. And then it was like, after three minutes, like we're establishing a base pace, we're going to go push pace, we're going to go sprint pace. Right? So then you just throw you right onto it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of a downside in my mind because that's a good way of like burning you out or injuring you right away. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, even though you can set your own pace and you control everything on the treadmill, the coach doesn't, but it doesn't give you like, doesn't give you any guidance for the first part. Like, you know, for us, when you come in, you're going to do a warm up of some sort of factor, right? Right. And it's some sort of like ballistic to stationary to something that we can help you out with. Mm -hmm. But I would say not doing that is kind of like right away. You're like, ah, it's kind of a red flag a little bit. I don't know. That's yeah. Yeah. 
because doing 25 minutes of running, you're going to get somewhere between, I mean, if you're running at a moderate pace, most of us got a mile and a half to two miles every time on the treadmill. So that's it's kind of a lot, mm-hmm. right? In terms, you know, you get power walk. If you're power walking, I mean, you're still going to get over a mile power walking, right? So like they, they do have some options and some scalable abilities, but that's kind of a downside, I would say right away. And then the second piece of it is it's the same, even though the, the format may change, it's the same stuff repetitively, right? Like it's really hard to convince people every day to come in and go, I were running, right? But it's different than yesterday because we're going to run in 30 second increments. And then yesterday we ran in 90 second increments. So you can see there's just a difference. So basically you're saying <laughs> if you hate running, then don't do Orange Theory. If you yeah. like running, then do Orange Theory. It's probably for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, in terms of where you're at. In a so, nutshell. In a nutshell. So those are a couple like key observations right off the get-go. I would, rec- you know, I would say, again, at the end of the day, if you're doing anything, anything's better than nothing. Yeah, I, I do see it as a great entry-level program yeah. towards getting people into a group setting where it's not nearly as intimidating, per se, as CrossFit. That kind of gets people in that kind of high-intensity mentality. But at the same time, it only takes you so far. Yeah, I would say, like one of the things you can see happening, right? I mean, given CrossFit's intimidating, what makes CrossFit intimidating is there's multiple factors that we put in there, right? Yeah. Like weightlifting, so the Olympics and the powerlifting style. So like deadlift is scary for a lot of people. We're going to make you deadlift, right? Mm-hmm. Snatch and clean and jerk, very, very scary for a lot of people. We're going to make you do it at some capacity, right? Mm-hmm. The gymnastics, the pulling, the pushing of gymnastics can be turning a lot of people off. Like I can't do a pull up. How am I supposed to do this? And mm-hmm. you know, there's always, everything's scalable with for it. Right. But it is challenging your body and muscle groups in different ways and different aspects that keep your overall fitness training. Mm-hmm. Right. And it keeps your muscle mass growing without hitting plateau levels. Right. When you switch over to something like this, it's constant cardio. It's constant heart rate zone training, which is good in terms of like you're burning fat, like you're burning calories, mm-hmm. but it's essentially, you know, if you go five days a week, you do five days of running, mm-hmm. you know, and like, it's, I know from coaching for a couple of years now at my gym, no one wants to run five days a week, right? Like, I, we, I don't. And yeah. I actually like to run. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to run five lose days a week. <laughs> half our class uh, count every day. If we were like every day we're running yeah. just today, it's 150. We're going to do 10 rounds of 150 meters. Exactly. Tomorrow it's four rounds of 400. That's right? actually a big reason why I started CrossFit because I didn't want to run. And I'm yeah. like, I could get in really good cardio and aerobic work by just lifting weights. <laughs> I mean, faster. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that, well, one of the things like talking with like the studio manager and the head coach and things like that, cause you know, I went through and talked to a lot of them and they're super nice. They, you know, I have nothing against the, the, the business. They, they did great. They're yeah. amazing. Like they, they super, are doing something right because yeah. it's a huge, huge, huge thing. Yeah. thing still, still, but it was know, just good to hear feedback from a different aspect. Cause when mm-hmm. you, when you live in the world that we live in, everyone's CrossFit, everyone yeah, does it's, CrossFit. It's easy to stay in your bubble or high intensity style stuff. Right. When you get into that thing, it's like their mindset is we're going to get you moving. And then they turn the lights down low and they keep it dark in there, which I thought was interesting because then, it, you know, you don't really pay attention to everything with the loud lights. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like if it's, if it's lit up, you're looking around more. When it's dark, you're just kind of focused on your own, like, head in front of you, listen to music, kind of go, right? Yeah. So I thought that was kind of an interesting aspect of, like, keeping people focused with that thing. But, I mean, you know, that's great. So those are great pieces. Let's talk about some negative things. Yeah. What's going to help you burn fat and keep fat off and 
have more longevity in your life. Heavy weightlifting. Weightlifting in general. Yeah. Right. Like it doesn't even have to be heavy necessarily like in terms, but there should be some broad variance of weightlifting going on in your life. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't just be weightlifting. Right, it should be body weight movements as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? like yeah, just just resistance training in general. In general, right? Yeah. Like so, right away, like that's very limited. That's like maybe seven to ten minutes of your fifty-five minute session. Wow. So that's, I didn't know it was that limited. I thought they did it's more. Su- personally. No, super limited because they use the row as kind of an aspect of resistance training mm-hmm. oh, to I go see. back in their mindset. But I mean, essentially, the row is just like you're pushing RPMs on the row, or you're trying to push a distance on the row necessarily. And the row is not concept two. It's a little bit, it's a, it's a easier row with like the more of the water style. Oh, it's a water rower. The water rower. Okay. So the resistance isn't really there for, and there's no, like you can't change the resistance either. It's just one resistance. So to put it in perspective, like I can row, I row pretty well, right? You do. I generally can row like, um, an average 500 meter pace. Like I would say just like a comfortable 500 meter pace is like a 145 to 140, mm-hmm. right? I get on that water rower and I set the world record for the 500 meter. I rode in like 115, right? <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, that's amazing. I was like, this is not accurate. There's no way. Because it wasn't fast. even hard for you, was it? Right. It wasn't hard at all. Yeah. So it's like, just so, like, I can only imagine how other people feel, right? In terms of like getting on there and not knowing how to row, like how it works or how things go, and then not understanding how the muscle mass would work, mm-hmm. right? Like, so you don't really feel like you're getting a workout in your right. mindset. You're just like, oh, this is just a waste of my time. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, you're prioritizing the treadmill over these resistance trainings, right? Mm-hmm. Which cardiovascular training, you know, is great. You need it. It is helpful for a lot of things in our life. Yes. But it's a piece of the puzzle. It's not. It's a very a small. Piece. It's yeah. a very small piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Like it. It is a very valuable piece. But I mean, also too, like bike. You know, biking, right? Um, skiing, rowing, jump roping. Those other aspects. You know, um, doing different aspects of landing is what keeps the joints ligaments healthy mm-hmm. so that you can do certain aspects of your life, like certain things. Yeah, right. Great point. So like when you, when you only like focus on one area of those aspects, you start to have problems elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I like right away, I could see like a lot of people having a hard time with like legs, knees, stuff like that, ankles. And you know, their clientele is a little bit older in terms of where they're at. Right. I'm thinking upper 30s to like late 50s is a lot of the clientele I was working with in there. So right away, you're like, okay, you guys are the most injury prone of all of us, right? Like, and just in terms of the way our our body and life has hit us, right? Mm -hmm. So more than anything, you need to be a warming up, right? With some sort of joint prep. And then you need to be cooling down and you need to be doing resistance training, right? Now we'll say they do, they do, they have a cool down at the end, mm-hmm. right? They do throw some cool down stretches, but it's just voluntary. So like, you know, boom, like 75% of the class is out. And then, you know, a couple people are trying to stretch it out and they're real basic stretches, but you know, anybody who knows mobility knows that you have to program it in and make people do it or no one's going to do it. Yeah. It's just like anything else. <laughs> yeah. If you're not consistent with it, then it's not going to work. Yeah. You want to lose, you want to lose friends real quick. Have them do mobility. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the sexiest thing. That's why people don't want to do it. True. Um, that's awesome, Danny. Those are great insights. I want to kind of talk a bit about the coaching aspect. So, I mean, clearly you've coached a wide variety of people. You have more experience coaching than I would even say that I do. So tell me about, like, did you like the style of coaching that you did when you were coaching those three classes? Or, you know, actually, let's kind of dig in more, like, what did you like? What did you not like? Okay. I mean, I loved using the microphone because I felt like I was in a boy group, right? <laughs> I awesome. knew you would like the mic. Yeah. Should we get you a mic? Uh, maybe, yeah. Okay, I'll think about um, it. <laughs> No, nah, it's too much hassle. But, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, 
the coaching is good because I mean, <clears throat> let's rewind this back a little bit. Okay. Okay. For people who don't know, right. There are multiple, multiple platforms to get certified as a fitness coach, right? Um, too many. There's a billion out there, right? A few are very credible and a few are not right. So like for me and Matt and Caitlin and Kim, like we all have our CrossFit levels, right? And we go through our CrossFit side, which is a very good, useful, and very tactical thing, right? For elsewhere, you can go through like NASM, right? National Academy of Sports Medicine. You can go through um, IDAFIT, right? Those are just a couple of the bigger ones, right? And they all have a different way of coaching classes, coaching clients, and coaching movements, right? Mm -hmm. None of them are the same. They all have their own different flair and pieces to it. So right away, like you can see that everyone has a different background when it comes into these things. And I say that because what they try, like what most gyms try to do is encourage that um, individuality of where you came from, mm -hmm. but keep it controlled inside a frame of what they want. Right. Like, right. so for us, right. Teaching CrossFit classes, we have our frame, we have, you know, like a, a real tactical style of what we're looking for. And there's cues and feedback that we want to give and we want to see and things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the, the clientele that comes into the gym will dictate how much or how less you need to give. Right. Like right. sometimes like you have to be direct. Sometimes you don't have to be so direct with mm -hmm. things. Right. So I say that to kind of give a frame for everybody that you have this different flair. When you go to coach this class, like when you go to coach like specifically this, it's scripted, which is not, which is something that was new to me, right? I'm not like n no place I've ever coached. Did they give me a script and say, follow the script, like a script, what to say during the class? Yeah. Interesting. Like I, I have it right here. You on my have phone. it right there. Yeah. Do you, you want to, how about you give that to us? This is interesting. Uh, uh, is this legal? I don't think it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> do it anyways. No one's listening to this podcast. I didn't sign the NDA. <laughs> I didn't sign the NDA. You did so not sign the NDA. <laughs> I mean, just, I'll give you like a general thing because okay. I don't want, you know, I don't want to make. The, the lady who brought me on and did this is just a super nice lady. Like she's really trying to help people. That's and awesome. She, that's her goal in life. And like, I can totally respect that. And I just think that that's, you know, anyone, anyone who's coaching knows that that's what you're out there. To oh do, yeah. hundred percent. Right? And this is just her platform and she's all about it. And she has had great success and mm -hmm. I can only, it's an admiration to me. Right. I'm like, great job. I appreciate everything. And I took a lot away from it. Right. But like when you have a script that tells you like it's pre-written out, you know what I mean? Like, good morning, OTF. My name is blank. And then you, and it just literally has oh, your wow. whole script. And so I know you guys can't see this, but this is very <laughs> in-depth. It looks like a legal document. It looks intense, right? And it, it has time limits and time frames on it and things like that. It tells you when to take a break as coaching, like pause, take a break, have a deep breath, return to this, return mm -hmm. to that. So for someone like, to put it in perspective, you know, I know Matt's been doing this. Matt's been coaching CrossFit a lot longer than I have, right? I mean, I've gone elsewhere and done other things, but mm -hmm. at no point were you ever, were you ever given a script to follow when no. you first started? No, N never, never, <laughs> like never <laughs> me. I was given a stopwatch and said, here's your timetable. Yeah. Work through timetable. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's, and that's kind of the frame I remember from UFC a lot. Like that was what they gave us a lot mm -hmm. too. Right. This timetable stuff, F45, same thing. It's more automated, though, but it was never scripted, right? This to have a full script threw me off right away because I was like, I have to what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you have to, like, go through, and you have to be pretty consistent and accurate to the script that you read in terms of 
you know, the clientele doesn't know if you got it wrong or don't get it wrong. Yeah. But the coaches watching and observing know if you're on cue or not cue. So, well, how close do you have to follow it? Do freedom. you have some like freedom or is it like... You have, you have a little bit of freedom, right? Um, I would say like <clears throat> there's a little bit of leeway, right? But as soon as you like, so like for someone like me who is doing the beginning part of it, I'm going to get feedback right away, right? Like as soon as it's over with, like you missed one, two, and three, right? Like things like... So for me, it was really tough because I haven't done this. I had to like try to just memorize on the fly. And then, of course, I like ad-libbed a few things I thought would work well. Mm -hmm. And then that was where they were like, nope, you got to get better at this. Nope, you got to do this better. It's like, okay. Well, it's cool that they gave you that feedback. Yeah, it's cool they get that feedback. But it was also nerve-wracking as a coach to walk in and have to like give a piece of paper. And you're like, oh, okay, I am not ready to do that. You are an (laughs) actor now. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a little bit tougher in the terms of that. So for coaching, I don't like that. That's not... That, that really, like, I mean, it's great for beginner coaches, maybe, right? Like, if you had no idea yeah, how to coach. Yeah, it gives them a very specific roadmap. Yeah. You know, but for a lot of us, like, who coach, like, not everything goes perfect. Not everything goes according to plan. Mm-hmm. Like, you could, hey, you're supposed to start at five after the class time. Well, there was traffic. You have five people who are late now who just missed the whole briefing. Now mm-hmm. they're coming in during the warm-up. Now you have to rebrief them and mm-hmm. give them extra time to kind of acclimate and find their stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So like stuff happens like back and forth and part of coaching is to adapt, adjust and just keep moving forward with mm-hmm. it. It isn't to be like, well, I'm off schedule. So screw the whole thing. Right. It's like, no, right. no, stay within the parameters of what we want, cut things out, add things in, do what you need to do. Yeah. Get, get everything rolling. Right. Yeah. It's a little bit different when it goes like that. So it's a little bit tougher in terms of like, well, you know, here's the, here's three minutes to do your briefing. They should be warming up in that three minutes. Okay. At the four minute mark, you need to pump the music up. The, the music should be playing at 170 beats per minute, right? Cause we now we're going to kick up the amp. All right. Let's drop the music to 140 beats per minute. So on the other side, you're flipping through a playlist uh, and you're trying to talk. I didn't, going, I did not know. I thought, yeah. the, I thought the playlist no, was no, automated no. for you. Like no, it was timed. You make your own playlist inside of it. Yeah. Interesting. I was like, Oh, this is not good. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I am not ready for this. Yeah. That, that seems like, so, that seems like a lot of responsibilities for, I mean, there's a lot they put on coaches and that's fine. Like that's what coaches jobs are, mm-hmm. which is great. But I mean, in terms of it, like for uh, like, for me personally, like that takes it away from being a coach and now you become a motivator and a DJ, right? Right. I'm not giving you corrective feedback. I'm not helping you get better. I'm not improving your capacity or ability or things like that. Therefore, like all the stuff I went to school for, or everything I've trained for, like all my experiences are void in terms of that, right? Like I could be helping people get better at some specific movement or helping them like through things like, but I can't cause I'm voided and I'm like, I'm now I'm like, I'm all about the clock. Yeah. I'm all about getting the, the and on, time out. And on top of that, sorry to interrupt, but on top of no. that, I think you were also mentioned yesterday when we were just ch- chatting about it before the podcast was that it was a class of 40 people too. Yeah. It was like 40, some like 41, 42 people in there. Wow. So how, like it's, 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 it's intense. And, yeah. Yeah. In less than an hour, it's really hard to have touch points. Even, yeah. even if you did have freedom to coach people to like kind of help them do whatever they needed to do better. Like there's no way that I could coach 42 people <laughs> in one hour. Well, you could, I mean, like, I mean, I we, mean, not well, in my opinion, I mean, it, it can happen, but the thing would be, it would have to be very specific to think like, you know what I mean? Like there's touch points we could have given to anybody, like any, anything's coachable. Like don't ever assume it's not like any, any coach can find something to help you with. Right. Mm-hmm. When they see you struggle, 
The problem is like, they got to see struggle. They got to walk around and see these pieces going on to help give you some feedback. I can't be like, it can't be constantly or it, it literally felt like a Tabata workout. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like it's 20 seconds on 10 seconds off. You're like 30 seconds of push. All right, you guys gotta be here and lift up. All right, for 10 seconds. We're going to the sprint. Like we have to keep moving, but you can't talk fast. You got to talk normal. Your mm-hmm. pace has to be very limited. You can't be out of breath. Like, you know, like you're yeah, sweating like crazy. Sense. Like you got to be like very monotone and going through with it so that everyone hears the pace flat. Got right? it. I see. And I they see. can pay attention to those things. So in that sense, like you don't have time to give touch points like you can, but they're going to be very limited to what mm. people are looking at, you know? So, and the movements aren't very complex to give enough touch points to make it worth their wild. Okay. Right. Like you're doing a split squat, right? Some of them are weighted. Some of them aren't. So it's like, all right, well, all right, you're stepping back. All right. That looks good enough. I got to go back over here and make sure the treadmill is pushing. Right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like, you can't really direct those things. Whereas like something like we do where it's like weightlifting, and that's what, make, that's what makes weightlifting so much fun and gymnastics so much fun is everyone has a different level or skill and they're all trying to get to the next level. Yeah. Right. And by doing that, it's like... That is know, the fun aspect of CrossFit is yeah. that like, it's like, okay, I can do this now. I have, there's always something I can be improving upon. Yeah. I'm it's not, not just here to get a sweat on. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to try to get faster than the day before. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, I'm really struggling to get this bar over my head. What, what do you think I'm doing wrong? It's like, oh, open your hands up for snatching day. So you should have a white grip. Oh, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Right. And then like, you're, you're progressively looking at these things, trying to work through them versus, uh, I just want to get sweaty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. don't worry. It's hot. You'll get sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, for some people that's all they want and that's all they need. And you know, that's, I mean, that's if that fine. works for you, then yeah. great, you know? Yeah. And I think that's great. And I think that's why there's, you know, that's why like something like that is more of an entry level where it's like, yeah, you just move, you just sweat, you'll have a good time, you listen to music. But at the end of the day, like you'll lose weight because mm-hmm. it will uh, work. I mean, yeah, you will lose weight to a point, mm-hmm. right? At some point you'll look in the mirror and you're like, okay, I lost 20 pounds, right? Like, awesome. But now like I don't have muscle, like muscle definition. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's where it starts to, we need to add some stuff in. Right. Like, or like, like, Hey, I lost some weight. That's great. But now my, you know, like my back hurts, my knees hurt. I'm having some issues in my shoulders. Right. And it's like, cool. Have you done an in-body scan? No. Okay. What's your skeleton muscle mass? You don't know. Okay. Then how can we, you know, like, how can you help yourself in- increase? Yeah. So there's these aspects of like things you should be looking at for longevity, for just basic health principles mm-hmm. that aren't there, but you're still working out, you're still moving. But in the long run, is that helping you? Like, could, is that long-term sustainable, right? Like, mm. even though like, hey, you work out for six months, you lose 20 pounds, you're doing amazing, right? Yeah. But then you hurt a ligament in your knee and now like you can't run because... That happens to all, like a lot of us, right? Like, oh yeah, joints ache as you get older. Uh, like, yeah, <laughs> we can tell especially you if you don't properly prep your joints before running. Exactly, or properly prep it after, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you can prep before, like, not necessarily do you need the greatest warm up before, right? But you should be doing an amazing cool down after, okay, right, to help strengthen, right. like, in- increase ligament tension, things like that, and strengthen those pieces. You should be doing like cross symmetry stuff you should be doing resistance training um things that are going to strengthen. like if you're if running is your passion which is great you want to be a runner fantastic you should be doing squats right away you should be doing deadlifts and yeah. you should be oh, doing 100 yeah, should be doing deadlifts. like you should be doing rdl and side lunge stretches because your ankle and ligament strength needs to be strong so mm-hmm. you don't roll an ankle or pull anything you need to make sure your knees are strong so that like you don't dislocate a kneecap or you have like 
um, knee tension, things like that, that would cause an MCL to break, right? Mm -hmm. And then you need to keep your IT band loose so that your hips don't pull. Yeah. Because if your hips pull, you'll strain your lower back. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's the benefit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those things need to be happening at a minimum. I, I can see your wheels were really turning when you were analyzing this. Oh uh, yeah, it was, it was a long day for me. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's awesome. Thank you so much for uh, for like digging into that for us because it's something that I've been interested in. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It was fun. Uh, let's kind of wrap things up here. Go and Danny, go and tell me like, I guess just your closing thoughts overall on your experience and and anything else you want to say. I mean, overall, like it it was it was a great experience to go try like. At the end of the day, you should try it. Like, what does CrossFit always tell us? Constantly varied, try new things, mm -hmm. right? So at the end of the day, you should go out and try things that you don't think you'd like, right? Yeah. Like, and see, see what you have. Like, I did this as kind of like, not a joke, but I kind of did it as like, hey, I, I, don't, I don't remember what it was like. I, you know, I, the experience has, has been, it's been a long time. It feels mm -hmm. like, I mean, COVID feels like a decade ago. So I was like, cool. I should go and check this out. What can I take back to make people I work with better? Mm -hmm. Right. And that was my mindset of going and doing it. Right. Got some valuable lessons that I think would help out a lot of people. And it's an experience, right? At the end of the day, is it a workout that I would want to do? No. Right. Like, but is it a bad workout? Absolutely not. Yeah. Right. So exactly. it's a great entry level. So if you're listening to this, you're like, ah, you guys are promoting that. I'm like, no. We're promoting fitness. We're promoting that you should do At something. At the end of the day, we want we want you to do what works best for you. Yeah. And we want you to have, like, have this experience so you can go check it out. So I would say, like, get out there, try new things. Don't be afraid, right? If you have questions, that's what we're here for is to provide answers mm -hmm. and to provide, provide feedback on experiences that we have. Yes. So feel free to reach out to us. Let us know what you mm -hmm. think and what you don't think. Yeah. You know? Exactly. No, I love that, Danny. Thank you so much. This was a great podcast. And I'll close with a few things. Like, I will note that we have gotten several members who, you know, were, were hardcore about Orange Theory and they loved it, but they just kind of plateaued yeah. and they wanted to learn more about strength training. And then they came, but when they came over, like, they had a great base. Like, they were, like, they knew exactly, like, how a class kind of system ran. Mm -hmm. They knew exactly about, like, how kind of like kind of things worked and they already, you know, they, they've been in the group setting, they've been coached. So it like their transition was super easy into CrossFit. And I think that that, and then, you know, vice versa. And there's plenty of people who've done CrossFit for a while who want to go try Orange Theory and they've seen, and they maintain their success over there. So at the end of the day, it's all about finding what works best for you and actually just doing something that you actually enjoy doing because that's the most sustainable form of fitness. Yep. Awesome. Sounds oh, great. That was awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so we know to make more content just like this. Follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit and feel free to send us any questions you have there. Until next time, good luck, have fun. Nailed, Nailed it. it. <laughs>